Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Uh, I have to make a minor correction, uh, and it actually pertained to a tweet that I put out last night. It's 1234 at Edmonton. The Seattle Thunderbirds' Reed Schaefer uh, had initially been credited for a goal that got changed, and he was given an assist on the play, finished the game with two goals and an assist, first star, three-point performance. This morning, the Western Hockey League changed the assist back to a goal. So he actually picked up (laughs) his first WHL hat trick last night. Dustin Nielsen had said, as I mentioned, that he had five goals and an assist on the season. He needs to start passing, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Well, he's actually got six goals now and no assists. So there you go. Six and oh. Six and oh. He's going to win Cy Young, baby. Win a Cy Young. Welcome, everybody. It's 1234 at Edmonton. So we're going to be watching Reed Schaefer with some interest uh, this year because we do that sort of thing here in Oilers now. We're going to tell you that guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Brendan, we're going to see you tomorrow night with some folks from Legacy uh, Heating and Cooling. Uh, whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night in the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Tell Brendan and Chris that Oilers now sent you. As we bring aboard our Oilers now headliner, for the folks at Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Now, the liner says it just might be the best you've ever tasted. I'm sorry. It is the best you've ever tasted. Three Edmonton area locations, uh, one in Spruce Grove, one in Duke, and one in West Edmonton Mall. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. We welcome back to the show Sportsnet's Mark Spector. So here... We are spec. Yeah, here we go, man. I'm pumped. Hey, I cut through Spruce and stop at Wilhawks, pick up some yeah. for the lake all the time. Oh, well, you know what? Now that, that we can do for you. Trent, if you're listening right now, oh, let's I'm, hook spec up. It's uh, the least uh, we can do I for I with Trent one time. He shows up with these three giant bags of jerky and and pepperoni is for all the guys he golfs with. We're all sitting on the golf course, not golfing, but eating. It was yeah. awesome. See, I like that, and then Bailey's and coffee. Yeah, who golf. needs to golf, really? Yeah. I just like the eating and drinking part. Yeah, that's yeah. That, that's that's the fun part. Of course, responsible. Uh, all of it, that, too, yeah. All, uh, oh, yeah. You know, we do that sort of thing. All right, so, Speck, we're dropping the puck on the start of the regular season. What is... Both so, time. let's go into the mouth of the lion on, uh, on radio talk here. Uh, you can't avoid the story. I mean, this is... Uh, by the way, I, I I had to. Well, I found it interesting that uh, several media members of the sports type uh, decided to. Uh, uh, Daniel Smith has officially issued an apology for her statement yesterday on the one yeah, of the she's most. She's walking her back today. Yes. Hey, Bobby, you can't walk it back every day if you don't walk it back the first day. <laughs> There you go. Right? That was a very strong and ill-advised statement. 
give her credit. She said uh, sure. that was a dumb thing to say. So she's <laughs> well. You know what? Uh, I've you, occasionally you'll make mistakes on the air. People oh, have different before. perspectives, and yes. uh, and then there's just the people that don't like it if you don't think and say how they think. And so yeah, well. I will tell you the amount of times that uh, people have used very creative uh, euphemisms to describe uh, uh, what they think of my work on this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, let's just put it this way: it's added to the overall vernacular and jargon that I have on a day-to-day <laughs> basis. So thank you very much for keeping me honest. What? All right, let's cut to it, Spec. What are? Uh, where's your headspace at as we start this, the regular season tonight against the Vancouver Canucks? Well, what's so the you know in the mouth of the lion? What's roaring for you story-wise with this team right now? Well. I mean, I guess it's about the evolution of a team, right? How do you go from the team they were last year, which was very good in the regular season, um, you know, a little iffy in round one, but but you know what? Conquered L.A., got through it, beat up on Calgary, and, and then met clearly their match. So how do you get better than that? It's a small... If you're telling the orders they got to be a better team, they got to go further, you're telling the orders they got to get to the Stanley Cup final. That's... You know, it's easy to say and hard to do. So what are the things, I think, Bob, what are the things that have to happen for them to become that playoff team, right? You know, I look at their defense. Do they have that group of defense that, that I see taking them to a Stanley Cup final? They probably could use one trade during the season at some point. I think we'd probably agree on that, right? Yes. Uh, you know, do they, and this has been a constant theme of mine, and you and me have butted heads, but at, this isn't pointed at any one person. As a team, do they defend well enough? Well, if you look at the numbers, uh, they gave up more goals than all but three teams in the playoffs last year. They ranked 13th out of 16 teams in goals against. So I'm here to tell you, you don't win a cup letting in 3.6 a night. You just don't. No one ever did. No one's going to. So that's a place that they'll have to figure out how to keep some pucks out of their net. That's all. And I'm not saying they can't do it, but I am saying they're going to have to work on doing it. Not as much in Ju- in, in December, January, and February, but come May and June, you can't let in three and a half a night. Mark, you mentioned the goals against, and I think that's fair if you look at the overall body of work last season, but you do have to factor in the coaching change with Woodcroft and Dave Manson coming up. And sure. So we'll just cut right to the chase here. Uh, the Oilers had a 557 points percentage under Dave Tippett. They went 724 under Woodcroft. They had a minus six goal differential under Tippett last year, plus 40 under Woodcroft. They were 12th in the league in offense under Tippett. They were fifth in the league under Woodcroft. Um, basically scored north of a half a goal per game. Here's the big one. They were 23rd in the league in goals uh, against last year with Dave Tippett, at 3.32 goals against per game. They shaved almost three-quarters of a goal per game off uh, mm-hmm. to 2.76, fifth in the NHL in goals against. I'm here to tell you that if, they're, if, if, they, are, if they finish the season top eight in the league in goals against. They got a shot. They got a shot they because a shot. of what they can do. Yep. We know they're going to be able to score, and we know their power play. It would be shocking if their power play was not top five. It's gone one, one, and three and last There's year. more wiggle room for Edmonton than most teams historically because they score so many goals, right? <laughs> um, yeah, they're so good offensively. Getting to four, like let's let's face it, it's it the game of hockey, especially in the playoffs, it's a race to three. Yes. If you get to three every night, you could probably win the Stanley Cup. I'm honest with you. Right? If you told me every night I'm getting three goals, I'll bet you I win every four every seven game series. So the orders getting to three is 
Not many teams get to three as easily as Edmonton, and they're going to get to four in a lot of nights. they got some wiggle room defensively. There's no doubt about that because their offense buys them that room. So let's let's do this. I'm going to throw this out on the Ashley Pine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Spec brings up team defense as a focus, and it's team defense. It's, no, it's, it's not, team defense. Right, it's team defense team as defense. a focus. Absolutely. How many of you out there listening right now have confidence in what Edmonton's going to be able to do because of what we saw under Jay Woodcroft in the final as it ultimately turned out to be 38 games a year. Again, Edmonton fifth in the league in goals against during that time at 2.76. But there's a catch here. They were third in the league in save percentage in the final 38 games at 9.15. Third in the NHL. That is a... Pretty good. That's that's pretty good. So, so for everybody who's who just... And I'm one of them who's been saying... Oh, Campbell and Skinner, they've got an upgrade in goal. Well, they had a good save. The back they had half pretty of, good save percentage there, Bobby. Hike an upgrade on right. That. So, so <laughs> I want I, I I don't because I do think there was. We know Woodcroft and Manson focused on taking away uh, basically back pressure. They 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 created greater back pressure to support their defense. Yep. Uh, in terms of zone entries and that sort of thing off the transition. That's one of the areas that they focused on improving. So I want to know from the listeners, do you have confidence in the organized, like there's a new goalie, Jack Campbell. He had an, So you're going to hear Two all the goals. negative crap. We, we know how bad the split was in Toronto. I mean, he was 9-37 in the first 23 games of the year. Okay. He finished overall on the campaign with a 9-14 save percentage last year. So we know it dropped precipitously over the last 26 games. And you know Toronto. Well, you know, what did we hear about Tyson Berry? Well, you know, he, he was, you know, what did we hear about Larry Murphy? Oh, well, Larry Murphy, you know. Cody Ceci. What do we hear about Cody Ceci? Now, they didn't say that about Hyman. I mean, they knew they were losing a good player in Hyman. But we've seen some players get out of Toronto and actually fit in pretty well here. Yeah. Specifically oh, on sure. the back end with Barry and Ceci the last couple of years. Absolutely. I think Campbell, I, I think Campbell... I, I wouldn't say he's 100% an upgrade on Mike Smith, but I think there's greater confidence that he'll be healthier than oh, Mike yeah, Smith for sure there at the start of the year. Absolutely. So does does what, how Jay and Dave Manson handled the defense and the team defense instruction process that they played with, is does that give you a different sense of confidence when we got to remember the numbers of what they did? I mean, they were fifth in the league in goals against with those guys. That And, and I, I mentioned them as a tandem because Dave Tippett, and Jim Playfair were a tandem, mm-hmm. and Jay Woodcroft and Dave Manson are a yeah, tandem. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So, so yeah, I I, I do. I, I believe that you know if they were able to instill install a, a, a more sound defensive system, you know, while jumping on the moving train two thirds the way through the season, uh, you have to believe that a, a coaching staff that gets to start the season with their team and go through training camp and then the, the learning period of October and November and then the dog days of December and January, sure their team should be better you know, equipped to follow their system by playoff time it should be a little bit more deeply ingrained than it was a year ago, so yeah, that's fair I also truly believe that there is a defenseman uh, in the future of this team, in my opinion I know they need a lefty, Bob, but uh, uh, early Ballots. Uh, if you're asking me right now to pick a guy at the trade deadline that the orders are going to be after and maybe getting would be John Klingberg in uh, Anaheim. I know he's a righty. I get it. But uh, well, the only way you're doing that deal is if you're including Tyson Berry going the well, other way. 
Or maybe someone plays on the other side, Bob. That has been known to happen. Yeah, well. I'm just throwing it out there. there I think that, that Ken Holland will spend a first-round draft pick, and I think he'll spend what he needs to spend to bring in a stud defenseman to help this team get over the top. That's what I think. Okay. That'll, I mean, I, I know some people have suggested, well, if the Oilers gave up Barry in a number one, they could get Klingberg back, and then they're out of space on Barry carrying forward. I, I guess we'll wait and see in that regard. It's a lot to give up for a guy for Klingberg's half a year. Be a UFA, you're not going to be able to resign him. Not going to be able so to resign. You him. probably, you may not have to give up quite that much. I know they got to make the cap work. I get that. Yeah. But let's see. Uh, I might suggest to you there might be a defenseman out there in Seattle. That is a pending UFA that is six foot five that can play left or right D that has a completely different dimension than a Barry or a Klingberg that might be a guy that could play in a third pairing right shot D place and he's a local product. Susie? Yes. Okay. That that look, that's uh, two trades then. No, I'm you're making one trade. I'm saying maybe I trade for a different type of guy. Well, and part part of that's gonna depend on Nima Linen, part of that's gonna depend on Broberg. And there is another storyline on the defense that has completely gone under the radar screen here. Who's starting tonight with Bouchard? Ryan Murray. Yeah, Ryan Murray. Like, Ryan Murray was signed. Like, they don't get, like. He's a quiet cat, right? Oh. He's a quiet, soft-spoken guy. He plays a quiet game. He's, he's so, you barely notice him out so there. Mark, it's like a good ref, Bob. You know, we have, pe- <laughs> we have people out there, oh, no, like, I know. Uh, David Staples on the Cult of Hockey wrote this in the summer. Well, can't have a real, you know, can't have the same thing that happened back in, you know, the summer of 17 when the Oilers were a prohibitive favorite. There's a big difference. Andre Sekera only played 36 games in the 17-18 season. He missed, he was never the same player after he got hurt against no. Anaheim, right? He, no. he he suffered significant knee uh, injury, yeah. knee I'm, injury, right? Was picture never, the play right now. And so yep. they, the Oilers had to accelerate and play Matt Benning a little bit more on the right side, and and Matt's a good third pairing, but the bottom line was their D, they, they had Clefbaum and Nurse. They were as good a, a team, Bob. They, they were near as good a team. And they, they traded two-thirds, well, not traded, they bought out one and traded another two-thirds of their second line from the final three games of the Anaheim series was gone. That's but Mark, where I'm going with this with Murray, they don't get a guy like Murray to come in in the summer of 17. They don't get that guy that's been on a Stanley Cup championship team right. that comes in for the lowest possible dollar possible, and then he ends up, and part of it has to do with cap, but he ends up playing instead of Niemelainen and Broberg in the first game of the yeah, year. which nobody predicted. Which nobody, nobody predicted. Right? right? But you get a veteran. Yeah, I don't know for sure. Like, I still think in the end, probably you hope he's going to be your seven. I think with his injury history, I don't want to ask Brian Murray to play 60 games. I'd rather not have to ask him to do that because he might not be there for me in the playoffs. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, I, I talked to him in the dressing room, and he basically said, at my stage of the career, I'm just looking to go somewhere we can win, where it's a legitimate place where you can look yourself in the mirror and go, i got a chance to win here. And Edmonton was one of the places on his radar. And in 17, you know, that wasn't – no one was looking at Edmonton in 17 or 18 right. as, oh, I could maybe win a cup there. No, The media did, but not Some players. Media, and now the players, players see a different – how much of that do you think has to do with what McDavid and Settle did oh, last year in the playoffs? Tons. That's the first. They got two cornerstone, two top five players in the league and the best guy that put skates on. So, sure, absolutely, Bob. It's a – 
those guys are the beginning of a calling card that draws people in here now that this town hasn't had for oh, since about 1987, pal. Yeah, Yamamoto, <laughs> uh, based on today's morning skate, doesn't look like he's going to play game time decision on Fogel over on the right side. Opportunity knocks for Yessa Pugliari to start the year. We've only yeah. talked about him in 239 shows over the last five-plus <laughs> seasons, so I don't know if we have to revisit that, but there is a guy on the left side tonight that's got a lot of people in trade playing with dry Settle and Zach Hyman. Your thoughts and what Holloway might be able to achieve. Yeah, it's nice to see a young guy come in uh, who has really had to earn the spot and has done so. This isn't the prototypical high draft pick that just walks in the door and is playing because he got picked in the first round sometime, you know, generally six months ago, right? This is a 21-year-old player who walked in here and stole a job that definitely was not his, you know, in the planning. Uh, It's his job because he's earned it, man. He's a good-looking player. Uh, he's, it's all there. I can't wait to watch this guy play against the full NHL lineups. I get it. I always say this, Bob. Young players don't ascend in a straight line. There's going to be a bit of a, you know, there's some ups and downs in Dylan Holloway's near future, I guarantee you. But uh, hopefully he can weather the downs and stay here in the NHL to enjoy the ups. All right, Vancouver, what do you think of them? Uh, they're halfway there, man. They got, you know, maybe the best goaltending in the Pacific Division. Uh, they've got a nice set of some nice set of forwards. Their defense needs work. It's not good enough. You know, they're they'll miss Myers tonight. I mean, yeah, not, not, it's a sure. top four D man on a team that's still looking for a second pairing right shot. I mean, Shen's going to be playing on their top pairing tonight. Yeah. with Hughes and and, and hey, if, if Luke well, Shen's OEL, your number five is, defenseman, is OEL not playing with Hughes? No, no. Well, OEL OEL yesterday uh, was with Tucker Poolman, and they okay. had Quinn Hughes with Bray, or with Luke Shen. Luke Shen. Oilers have got to get to the D tonight. Vancouver's deep at forward. They got a lot of forwards. They got a lot of forwards. They do. Uh, I, Van, you know, and I, I'm quite interested to see Kuzmenko, who the Edmonton Oilers were deeply in on before uh-huh. he chose Vancouver. I wonder. Uh, I was just talking to Luke Shen downstairs. He says he's a good player. He likes him. He says he really shoots it, and he says he's really like as a teammate. He says he, this is what what you hear in dressing rooms when you go down. There. He says, you know what? Sometimes Russian guys come over and they're on their own program. And they don't really want to learn the language. And, they, you know, they're kind of on their own. He's not this guy. He's trying to learn English. He's part of the team. He's a fun guy to have around. He's trying to learn a game. So, you know, it makes you cheer for the guy a little bit. Well, Dan Milstein represented Andre Kuzmenko, who's going to be on the first unit power play. What do you think his chances are of getting on the orders? Now, with Besser back, I'm not sure he's going to be on the first unit, but he had no chance of being on the orders first unit power play. No, probably not. It's a good, you know. You walk the line in Edmonton, like like Evander Kane comes here to to beef up his his production, and as it turned out, he ended up signing here. But now you got such a bit of a stacked top six that now guys look at Edmonton, they go, "Well, I'd like to come there and beef up my production, but it's going to be pretty tough in the second power play unit because I ain't making the first one." Well, I, I mean, we think, Mark, I'm going to throw a curveball at you. Hyman and Kane as the net front, you know, Hyman a right shot, Kane a lefty would get some looks. Would you contemplate using Evander Kane where Ryan Nugent Hopkins, you've had the, a number one, number one, and number three ranked power play in the NHL over the last three years. Would you think of occasionally spotting Kane where Nugent is on that first unit, or would you rather alternate between Kane and Hyman and then use the other guy in the second unit power play as more of a focal point of that power play? Well, there's two things. My second unit power play in Edmonton, maybe Woody will use it more, but it's a bit of an afterthought. Like, t- if I tell you, Bob, you're coming to Edmonton to play in my second power play unit, I, what I'm telling you is 
you're going to get about 30 seconds a game, maybe. So there's that. Uh, I like Nuge in the power play. I think Nuge is a very, very... He's one of the reasons why that puck gets around to where it yep. has to get to. He makes smart plays. He's not... He, Kane is an excellent player. He's a way better goal scorer than Ryan Nugent Hopkins, but he is not near the puck distributor that Ryan Nugent no. Hopkins. They're not the same player. You, know, you can't tell me I'm going to replace Nuge with Kane and it's going to work as well. No chance. You know, one thing about Kane that maybe not everybody realized before he came here, mm-hmm. he is really well-spoken. Like, he is. Oh, for sure. Like He, he is. Like, there's so, some guys that don't really engage, and then there's other guys, and you're like, wow. Like, yeah, no, no. When you talk to him after the skates and, and around, he's a very engaging guy. He likes to have a laugh. Yeah. He's the guy having the fake fights with teammates out there. He's, you know, taking a shot at you in the room. That's the kind of he's... You know what? Let's. I'm, I don't know if the jury's completely back, Bob, but this is a guy who spent some time in his career being getting a reputation as a lousy teammate, and I'm watching him here, and now the rooms are open, and we're seeing him, and, and we're talking to him. And you can see that they, they and like I'm, they I'm like. seeing that this guy is not a doesn't look like a bad teammate to me anymore, so he's made some impressive changes in his life, let's hope, and right now he looks like a hell of a guy to have on your team. Well, don't forget what he said. You don't know what people are going through. You're not there. You're not That's in those it. situations. And uh, I would tell you, Mark, that he might have been exactly what Edmonton needed. Sure. He's got that swagger. You know, I, I miss Mike Smith for that reason. Right. Mike Smith had that swagger. And he expect- and sometimes you were the brunt of it. Hey, that's okay. Right. Sometimes. Like, you throw a question to Mike Smith, he didn't like, man. It came back at you, like, right back through the box. And Evander Kane takes some of that now. Yeah. And I think he gives everyone some courage. He gives everyone some swagger. He gives everybody a little bit of, you know, a little bit of style. Like, he's just a different, he doesn't fit into the mold, man. I like that. Speck, we'll let you get back to your writing. Uh, Trent Wilhawk has reached out. You're hooked up, brother. Oh, awesome. Keep that headset That's- on for 15 <laughs> seconds, all right? <laughs> it is 1254 in Edmonton. When we return on Oilers Now, uh, we're going to do a little bit of trivia. Uh, you're listening to Oilers Now. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back. I love that song, by the way. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brennan Escott joining you. 1256 in Edmonton. Hey, if you're looking for a great Oilers road trip, you can join Oilers now in Vegas in January to see the Oilers play the Golden Knights in all the famous Vegas attractions. We've sold out our trip to New York City at the end of November, but we got a trip to Vegas. This new West Travel Hockey Package includes airfare, three nights at the five-star Cosmopolitan Hotel on the Vegas Strip game tickets. We're going to do a welcome reception. It's going to be the second of the back-to-back, so I'm going to 
going to be up front with you. It's going to be a uh, day of the game uh, for the welcome reception. For the Oilers now, Hockey Vegas package, you can reach out to New West Travel, newwesttravel.com. It is time. Let's get to it. Let's see what kind of juice you're bringing on the Oilers game day trivia. Brought to you by Ming Shine. Keep your vehicle looking and feeling brand new with a new vehicle protection package. Book now at mingshine.com. You need to text the answer at 780-496-0063 on our Ashley Pine Floors text line. Tonight, uh, by the way, Brett, uh, is it a, what are we playing for at Ming Shine? A $50 gift certificate. <clears throat> Let me try that again. <clears throat> a $50 gift certificate for any of their services. Johnny O, come on down. All right, let's get to it. Uh, here we go. You got a text the answer in. Uh, tonight they're honoring the 50-year anniversary of the inaugural Alberta Oilers, 1972-73. Which player led the Alberta Oilers in scoring in 72-73 that played a uh, direct part in the ultimate fall of Allen Eagleson? as the head of the NHLPA. Which player led the Alberta Oilers in scoring in 1972-73? He had a 10-point uh, game uh, back in the, with the Oilers, and I think it was in 72-73, might have been in 73-74. Uh, previously had played with the Toronto Maple Leafs, later returned to the NHL, and was involved in a lawsuit that ultimately brought Allen Eagleson, uh, played a factor in Allen Eagleson being brought down. Um that is the question. Again, you can text us if you get the right answer to win the trivia. We will head off to a global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson. And when we come back, Cam Moon, Jack Michaels, Reed Wilkins, Brendan Escott, myself, with our preseason picks and prognostications. You're listening to winners now.